welcome to episode 123 of Inside the Cage. Scott and Mark with you this week. Uh, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? All right. All right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing spectacularly different. Just the usual, my man. Just the usual as every week, isn't it? Just plodding on, getting on my life, doing what we need to do. That's it. Just getting on my life, man. Planning the rest of my life. I mean, that's it. Yep. We got later this week again, though, aren't we? My fault, to be fair, so I can't really moan. At least we're doing a show, though. We may be a wee bit later in a week, but at least we're doing a show. Yeah, um, we try to get out no matter what, make sure we try and get something done in the week. If it's not done by the Wednesday, maybe. That's probably a push getting it done any later on Wednesday. You really want to do it by Wednesday, don't you? So that you can actually... Yeah, you want people listening before the weekend, because if we're looking ahead to stuff, you don't want them listening to it on Saturday, Sunday morning when everything's done, you know? Well, you're telling them what money they should have fucking put on the night before and stuff like that, but they should be waiting because their predictions are always fucking 100%, aren't they? I don't know if I've ever had 100% either of us. I don't think I've ever had 100% in my fucking life for anything, to be honest, but that's a different matter. That's true. I think I did alright with the predictions at the weekend again, but I need to check. I thought I was going to do alright, but obviously I probably didn't, but anyway. You're having a bit of a mare than you, by the way, like a proper, you're having a proper bad run of it, I'm not going to lie. I don't know why, but it was weird, man. I don't know, fuck knows. I think, I think I worked out that it was something stupid like, I don't know, like five of the last six weeks I beat you or something like that. It was something like that, something stupid. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. I don't know why you think just fucking... I'm not going to tits up as such, but it just doesn't fucking work at the moment. I'm not getting anywhere. Honestly, man, you look at some of the pay-per-views we've had this year, the, the fighting nights, it's just absolutely nuts, man. No, that's mental, anyway. mate. You know, some of the ones have got to come. Holloway Rodriguez, I mean, can Costa versus Vittori all in the next fucking like six weeks, man. That's brilliant. It should be good, mate. There's a lot of good fights coming up. It should be all good fun. Right, it should be a good run into Christmas this year. They've done well. They've got a lot of good, obviously. We'll talk about fighting Christmas later, but they've got a lot of stuff kind of building up for, for Christmas time, so it should be pretty decent. I'm really looking forward to the Halloween card, to be honest, 267. I don't know why, it was just something about that that's fucking making me really, really buzzing for it. Yeah. Well, that's a couple of weeks away yet, but... Anyway, right. ah, exactly. Because we've got fucking... What? Quite a bit to talk about tonight, so we'll just go on with that. Usual format from us tonight, guys. We'll do a retrospective from the weekend. We'll look at UFC. Big word. Um, maybe Cage Warriors. Um, it's hard with... Didn't see as much of it as what I would have liked. Um, so maybe just talk about the title winners. Um, look back at Bellator. Again, I've not seen much of that, but we need to talk about the main event, I think, because it was a pretty big deal. And then we'll look forward to this weekend where it's just UFC. Um, and we'll go from there. And then Mark will finish with his news and his fight announcement of the week. So let's get right in about it. And we'll start with UFC Santos versus Walker. Um Otherwise known as... Oh, have I lost that? Where's my hand? No, I got it. UFC Fight Night 193, UFC Vegas 30, and UFC on ESPN Plus 51. 51st show I've done on ESPN Plus, man. That's nuts. Um, From the Apex. Hey, listen, something we didn't actually talk about. I might have talked about it the other week, or probably last week after 266. The size of that octagon is, lit- is so noticeable. It's unreal. Oh, it's tiny. No, but I meant like I'm so used to the small one that noticing the big one. The big one was massive. Aye, last week. Yeah. Aye, Matt. But as, as you think, oh, it's only a couple of feet either side, but it makes a fucking massive difference all the way around. Because basically, you could, I think, obviously they've got the octagon on the floor inside the big octagon. I think the wee octagon bits inside that octagon that's in the middle of the floor, and it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Right, it's nuts, man. I mean, I actually think I, pref- I think I prefer the smaller one. I prefer the smaller octagon. I mean, yeah, people kind of go on their bike. I mean, well, they still can if they're nimble enough, but it's not as it's not as easy. Um, anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because I was like quite um, frustrated maybe, but but yeah. Probably go for the octagon, see the big octagon, and then back to the wee octagon. That's when you see the difference straight away, and that's probably how you noticed it earlier the weekend that it's fucking such a difference. Yeah. Uh, right. So let's start with. I suppose the main event, uh, Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. Well, I was actually going to bring that up. Is that actually where you like to start? Because is that the main talking point of the event? 
No, but I think if we get it out of the way, don't know. There's no point. I mean, it, it was it was awful. So oh, shite. It was it was absolutely shite. Like I think I knighted like twice in the twenty five minutes for all of two seconds, and you thought, oh, maybe they're actually going to go now. No. It was so so very strange. The fact that Johnny Walker's now fighting out of SBG in Ireland makes it even more strange. Um, I I kind of really yeah, it's it's a fight. It's it was the quite as bad as Ngannou fucking Lewis back in the day, right? That is, it's obviously never going to be as bad as that, but it's that type. It's that in that ballpark. It's in that kind of category of fights that you go. Really, man, um, you could maybe understand it for both sides. Both guys are highly explosive, got a lot of power. Maybe they're, they're a wee bit fear. Maybe they don't want to get caught. They don't want to take that on the chin, but you are or something. It's a fight game at the end of the day. You want to go win the fight. Um, I think there was one punch in the fifth round for Thiago Santos. It looked as though possibly that could have knocked somebody out. That was literally the only punch, I think, in the whole fight. I went, oh, fuck, man. For fair play to Johnny Walker, he's still standing. Yeah, but it's just... I don't know, mate. It's one of these things you, you wait... You, you know, I was actually quite buzzing for this fight. It was a decent fight. It was a good matchup. The two of them, you know, big hitters, you know, decent styles. And it's just... There's nothing worse when it's so disappointing. Like, we'll talk about another fight later that was the same. I mean, event that was extremely disappointing. And... We talk about Cage Warriors having no good, bad, no bad fights, and from what I seen of Cage Warriors, the very little I seen, they were all tremendous fights, and this should have been a tremendous fight between two of the top fifteen light heavies in the world, and it was just cardboard. It was, as I say, it's definitely. I think two guys probably decided maybe ten point knocked out, and they just wanted to kind of go point fight each other basically trying out point each other on points at the end of the day um, Even that, I find it difficult to talk about because it was there was nothing entertaining there's no talking points about the fight it was just meh and it was just so disappointing they didn't outpoint each other because they weren't exactly as if they were trying to strike constantly no. outpointing somebody is you know touching them with your jab a hundred times over five rounds you know is scoring points but they weren't scoring points mate I would actually in fact Maybe while we're chatting, I'll look it up because I'm I'd love to look at um the fight stats on that because I'd imagine um the uh I think if you were, if there was a hundred fights thrown in that a hundred strikes thrown in that fight I'd be very surprised. Or landed, do you mean? No, throwing. Oh. Fucking hell. Oh, strikes thrown, two hundred and thirty five. Alright, okay. I, I didn't seem as many as that to me, to be honest. Landed less than 100 over five rounds, whereas did Max Cleary not... Uh, so Max Cleary? Why the fuck? Max Holloway not land like 119 on one guy in one round before? Something stupid like that. And it was like 500 over the fight or something ridiculous. It was just, fucking... It's crazy, mate. Like, it just shows you... I'm not saying these guys are anywhere near the same level as um, Max Holloway, but come on, man, give us something. Like, seriously, give us something. So disappointing, mate. Um... I think that's the worst part. It's just been so disappointing to watch and see how it all unfolded. It was just uh, gutted, mate, because you, you, you sit and I was actually awake for that. I got in really late on Saturday night. Um, we were out and I was like, ah, do you know what? I'm going to sit and watch this live. First time I've watched a live main event in fucking years, probably since the last time I was at your bit for a main event. And mm. I was like, brilliant. And I was like, when am I getting that 25 minutes of my life back? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Um, yeah. It was just, I actually kind of sped speed watched it. I was I, I get that bored at one point. I started kind of, you do that one button fast forward and it's just very, very slowly a wee bit faster. And I was like, I can't be bored. I'm not sitting here for 25 minutes watching them basically stunning looking at each other. I cannot be fucked with that. Yeah. And I just never, like, it was disappointing. It's two outstanding guys who just love to fucking usually create incredible knockouts in many various different fashions and we never get anywhere near that at all. As I said, we'd one punch in the fifth round that maybe we went fuck that, could have knocked him out. That was that. Um, well, I don't even know what, after that, it does nothing for Santos, it does nothing for Walker, it does nothing for nobody. It was a waste of 25 minutes of every single person 
have watched that fight on the planet's life. That's, that's what all that was. That's what I was going to say. Normally, I would always ask you, I would say, right, what's next? But I really don't give a shit because I'm like, I don't really even want to talk about it, to be honest, because... I think Thiago Santos's biggest problem, as he said, he's an interview at the end. Was that was the last fight in his contract. If that's the last fight in your contract, as much as you're, you've been a better star over the last couple of years, shall we say, the last three or four years, you fought for a title recently against John Jones, possibly should have beaten Jones on the night. If your last two performances have been like that, after a bad injury... Yes, you aren't exactly going to be fucking knocking down your agent's door to fucking sign you again. No. Um, don't get me wrong, I think they probably will. I think I'm maybe get a two or three fight deal, something like that, just to give another couple of fights. Uh, but like, if he'd went out there and start Story Walker inside two rounds on Saturday night, boom, mm-hmm. had a five-fight contract on Higgy. Thiago Santos is back. That man's got a title run again. Let's try and set him up. Whereas you don't see that. You don't know what's coming next for Thiago Santos. This is a guy who has beaten the champion, bear in mind. Yep. He has beaten Big Yan. So, like, if there's anyone that possibly goes forward, could beat Yan, then possibly as Santos. But we've never seen the Thiago Santos on Saturday night, and that's what was so disappointing. Um, aye. Well, as I think we've all got to move on and just fucking go... Disappointment. Hopefully, we'll get better out of the two of them next time they fight. I think Santos and Walker didn't even move in the rankings. No, they won't. Nothing they need. As much as Walker lost the fight, he possibly just lost the fight on that last punch in the fifth round. That literally could have won Santos the fight. Um, it was that small a margin and how the how he won the fight. So, well, that's what it is, man. It's. Aye. We've, we've talked way long. We've talked way longer about it than we should have, to be fair. So Aye, fucking game over. Next. Yeah. Biggest story of the night, surely. Well, was it? It's probably the biggest talking point in regards to was no contest the right thing to do. I think there was a lot of people wasn't I don't know, I've, heard, I've seen a few things online about whether or not it was actually right to give it a no contest. What side are you on? I was happy with no contest because for me it led to a fight ending sequence as such. Yeah, I don't know. I've been swithering about this all day because I watched this at lunchtime. Well, on my break, sorry, my my break's obviously like half ten, so I'm watching this at eleven o'clock. So I had like six hours or five hours to digest this, and I think every two minutes I'm changing my mind. The way I see it is, I don't know, man. It was a clash of heads. I think calling it an accidental headbutt is shite because Dawkins didn't headbutt Holland. So if anything, Holland came down on top of Dawkins. Okay, Holland definitely got affected by the accidental clash of heads and affected things, but Dawkins still had to finish the fight. And I just, I don't know, man. There's a part of me that thinks it should have stayed the way it was. Dawkins won the fight because he choked him out. It was fuck all to do with the thing, the, the headbutt or the clash of heads. But then at the same time, I'm like, would Dawkins have got the opportunity without it? So it's probably fair in the end, but it was, they both, both their heads clashed. It's no Dawkins' fault that Kevin Holland's chin's made of glass. So, but uh, it's, I don't even think it would have made a glass like that. The way oh, no. the way Dawkins comes up is probably he's probably been hit harder than with that headbutt than he's probably ever been hit with a punch. Yeah, yeah, I get it, mate. I get it. I just I, I can see it from Dawkins' point of view, and it's like that's a bit shit because it was accidental. It wasn't on purpose. So why should he be penalised for it? Um, I don't know because I guess they can't. They can't reverse that decision because there's no other decision to give. They could have given it to Dawkins as a submission win and then reversed it afterwards after the moving Fury. They've done that plenty of times before. There's no reason why they couldn't have. But, I mean, that's what it is, mate. It wasn't exactly... It wasn't earth-shatteringly bad. It's not as if I'm sitting here saying that, uh, you know, fucking Dan Mugliotta should be fucking throwing the book out for it. It wasn't horrendous. They're running it back. So, I'm okay with it, I think, mate, to be honest. No, as I said, I don't have an issue with being no contest for me. Um, as I said, total accidental clash of heads. The two of them went on for a strike. Collins obviously went low. It was Dundalkis was already low, and as he's came up, he's fucking clattered him in the fucking the chin with the back of his head. And it's fucking Holland was flat, man. It was gone. I don't know how oh. Big Dad did he see it in the first place. Like I know he said he fought back quickly, but like you can see how he landed. He was it. He was fucking out cold. Oh, but- 
to be fair to Dan Margliotta, as soon as he hit the ground, he rolled over, put his legs and his arms up the way to defend himself. Yes. So I, I don't have an issue with Dan Margliotta not stopping it, to be fair. Um, I think he could have. Away, as soon as he started fighting back, he did say to the, the side official, whoever it was, yeah. look, repeat, look at the yeah. replay for me. So it can only, there's only so much you can do, obviously. Um it happens. It's the, you've seen them before. Was it was a Molly, was the top of Molly McCann. It happened to Molly McCann a while back, wasn't it? And she came back to win the fight. So Kevin Holland could, came back and won that fight. Whereas for me, the problem was Kyle Dawkins, I think, not in a bad way, but he took advantage of the situation. But fucking, Kyle, even though Kevin Holland may have been alive to the situation, he probably was still a bit fucking weary and a wee bit, whoa, where the fuck am I? What's happening? How do um Oh, it is what it is. No contest. Run it back in November, November 13th, something like that. So, so yeah, I, I was looking forward to the fight the first time. I'm getting it a second time. I'm looking forward to it the second time. So, um, hopefully, it'll be a good, fun fight again. I still imagine Dockers will probably come out and finish him at some point because Kevin Holland. He's such a big underdog. He was such a big underdog in that fight, mate. And it's not that it's, he shouldn't be. Holland's obviously ranked and stuff like that. And Holland's a good fighter. But I had I just had Dawkins winning, like, right from the start. I had picked Dawkins. Well, you, you think, Phil, obviously, uh, Kyle Dawkins actually lost his last fight to Phil Hawes. So it's actually a step up from a loss. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit random. So that's possibly why part of that, because he lost his last fight. So maybe that's why um, he got that. That was why he was such a big underdog, and obviously, again, Kevin Holland, bit of a name, really. Let's be honest. So, um, it's a scalp. Yeah. So that's probably part of the reason for that, and that's why. Be. I feel like we're struggling to talk with this card. It's weird seeing the main card. The weird card is a bit meh. Um, yeah, I mean. <sighs> There was some good. There was some really good fifteen-minute fights. I mean, you're talking about twenty-five minutes of absolute garbage at the top. Okay, Nico Price, Alex Oliveira was nowhere near as good as it could have been. Um, uh-huh. I think it could have been. It's probably a bit like Santos Walker, where we were probably expecting more, but it wasn't terrible. It was a good fifteen-minute fight. Um, Yoko Sukhanov was probably better than what people expected. I thought Yoko was fucking superb. Things like that. But as you see, the top two fights were difficult to talk about, but the rest of it. I mean, Hernandez is knockout. We can talk about all three of those things, you know what I mean? But I thought Price was brilliant over three rounds. I thought Price was really good. Well, apart from the second round, obviously, you get pretty much... Um, I think I think a texture is... I think that's probably the fight I've seen going closest to the wire. Basically, you're waiting literally to the last... I know, obviously, we said that Santos won that fight on one punch, but I think literally to about the last 20 seconds until fucking... Mm-hmm. Nico Price got that wee takedown at the end. I literally didn't have a clue who to give that fucking fight to. I wasn't sure because the last think, round was very, very close. I think Price. I think Price had more pressure in the third. So well, I would have given it to Price I, anyway. If, but if he didn't get that takedown and given to Price, I probably wouldn't have argued with you. But there was still a chance Boy. that it could have swung easily the other way within that last twenty seconds. Like it wasn't as if Nico Price had dominated the four minutes previously. Like it was fucking. It was pretty. It was pretty tight. Um, this boy to the cowboy obviously fucking died, didn't he? In the death, he fucking cardio was totally gone. Really, um, but I think that half that's because Nico Price is an absolute machine, mate. Nico Price could probably outwork most one seventies, to be fair. Um, except maybe your elite guys like your Usmans and your Kobe's and stuff like that. But I mean, Nico Price's engine is ridiculous. As mate, it's it's off the charts. The one thing he's got is he's fucking he's, he's cardio because he's massive. And go for days, a big boy, strong. I I like Nico Price. He's technically not probably the best fighter out there, but he's he gives his all man every time, and you can see that, and it's it's good. Definitely. This also Cowboys records getting a bit worse for wear, but he's kind of been on the downslope, uh, the down down the downslope for a while. I think to be honest, he's I on three, man. I think he's just he's just some paper around. It really has. Um, I mean, that's three on the bounce. Hasn't won since July last year. Um, yeah. And even before that, he had a, f- a few bad losses. That horrendous one he got, you remember? No, no. He goes in weird skids, doesn't he, man? He goes maybe loses three in a row or something like that, and he goes back with a couple of lands. And... Who the fuck is Gunny? I don't know. I heard he was coming back at one point, but I don't know what ever happened to that. You do some digging. Um... Christoph Yoko, as I say, probably, you know, you and I 
sometimes like to do our own performance as a bonus based on an actual performance by a fighter. And I actually think his 15 minutes was probably one of the best overall, maybe except for maybe Jared Gordon. Um, I thought he was superb. He was really good, mate. Um, I think... I got the 15 minutes. I was pretty good. Um, I think it was weird. I think most of the fights in here, even the fights, there was never a fight that was really dominated totally. Apart from the Cara Rosa fight, obviously, versus Beth Correa. That was a bit of a fucking mong. Um, but most of the fights were pretty close. It was actually really good matchmaking from the UFC, to be honest. And it was really, really good that way. Yeah. Um, of was... It was okay at times. It was weird, man. Um, obviously, we spoke quite a bit about Sukhanov last week. Obviously, coming down for the heavyweight, down to middleweight. Uh, terrifying looking at middleweight. Absolutely terrifying looking. Yeah, he looks like a fucking like a machine, a monster. It looks creepy to be honest. It looks. You ever seen Prometheus? Oh, years ago. No, I watched it again because I thought it was fucking horrific. Well, good. I like it. It's a good movie. But aliens, though, it's maybe not your thing. No, I just thought it was a horrendous movie, to be honest. I just don't like it at all. Well, I think he looks like one of the big fucking things. I would disagree with that. He, he, he's, he's a creepy looking man, that weight man, because he's just so... Lean? Aye. He's obviously, just obviously like fucking 0.1% body fat or something like that. He's, he's probably freezing in there because he's got any fat on him. He's, he's obviously planned that transition for a long time. That's not a, a fight camp, I'm coming down to 185. That's a a year of hard work and, you know, building that muscle and getting rid of that fat. He looked, he, made, he looked sensational. He didn't look gaunt at all. He maybe, I mean, I know uh, DC said he, he didn't look as like as filled out as he could have been, but I don't think there was anything wrong with him. I thought he was brilliant. Then again, Yoko's fucking massive as well, but Yoko's get like height and range, you know? Yeah, but, they're, two, they're, two, they're two good size middleweights. That's the thing. They're two big boys at middleweight. Um, Obviously, sucking all being down there now is, is making a, it's, I'll be interested to see what happens now with him, though, because I know obviously beating Jimmy Crute a couple of years, for a couple of years back now, 2019, was a decent win. Obviously, lost to Johnny Walker before that. He's so hit and miss, man, in the last couple of years. Um, but look, they're two dangerous guys in the division. Nobody really probably wants to fight them because they're quite unorthodox at times as well. So, But when you look at the guys that beat him, though, right? You look at the guys that beat him in the UFC. Uzdemir, Teixeira, Johnny Walker and Ryan Spann. These are all ranked guys in the late heavyweights. They're all good fighters. Especially Glover's fighting for a title. Volkan's fought for a title. Johnny Walker, okay, was good at some point. Um, It was a flying knee after 36 seconds. Ryan Spann, again, decent fighter. I'm gutted they lost to Yoko. I thought, you know, Sukhanov could maybe make a wee run. Not maybe, you know, I'm not talking about title aspirations because I'm not sure he's that good, but... I just, I'm just gutted, but then I thought Yoko was brilliant. I didn't agree with the scoring, and I didn't agree with the split decision here either, because I scored Yoko all three rounds. I gave Misha the first, and then I can't remember. Was it second was either way? And then the third was definitely Yoko. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what I did. It was something like that. It was definitely close. Like It wasn't as if like Yoko dominated him, as you say, but I definitely, I had Yoko 30-27, to be honest, but I guess that's just... Just the way it is, just people's different opinions, stuff like that. It's, it's totally opinion based, isn't it? So it seems to be, doesn't it? At least fucking Hernandez didn't take it to the judges. That was the main thing that fucking made things interesting. Yeah, that definitely did. I mean, that was the last minute replacement for him. Um, I'm he not sure. A bit of mate breathing after that, man. Fuck's sake. He must have went like that. Uh, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was good to see Alex Hernandez back. I mean, I'll just never, I'll never forget. Like I like him, but at the same time, I'm not a massive fan because of his attitude before the the Cerrone fight. He thought he was like God's gift, and he even came out and said that after and said I thought I was basically the man. And Donald Cerrone kicked fuck at him, and he went, "Oh shit!" And I think since... he probably ran into Cowboy at the wrong time as well. Cowboy was that no long just after he had his his little boy and stuff like that, and Cowboy was a totally different animal. Uh, I think I vaguely remember myself. I think I picked him that night to actually win the fight, even though fucking Hernandez had brought this. He's, we'd won these two fucking fights on a tear. Come like that. He's got a boy. It'll make a difference. I don't know why, but I just think it'll make a wee fucking difference to him. Mm. Um, I mean, his, his losses aren't to bad fighters. You know, look at, I mean, he's through Dover, Cerrone, and Tiago Moises. You know what I mean? They're, they're good fighters. So, good to see him get another win, though. Yeah, um, he's definitely on the up, man. Definitely, he's he's an upcoming fighter. 
He wants obviously the original fight back against Leonardo Santos, so I'm sure he'll get that pretty soon. So I think he should like it's one of these things. Santos is a tough fight. He was the boy that um, nearly killed Stevie Ray, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was, mate. Yeah, hey, we get all the prelims because that's fucking. We've already smashed twenty five minutes out of us somehow. I know. Well, that's what we've got to do. Um, I prelims were probably the best part of the whole night, to be honest. So, um. Oh mate, the finishes are fucking. That was that was the, that was the talking points really into. I know you've got your finishes in the prelims, and then you had the Gordon Selecki fight, which was a fucking tremendous fight as well. So would you want to start bottom or top? Uh, go to bottom. We'll finish. We'll go to why? We'll go bottom, right? So, um, my wee Perez, he's fucking scarf hold arm lock. Yeah, modified armbar, whatever the fuck that was. It was. Odd, but it just looked to me as if he shoved his armpit and his throat and just couldn't let him breathe. That's right. literally what it looked like to me. It was a uh, tremendous, mate. It's a it tremendous, tremendous finish, man. Um, the Edgar fucking elbow was a weird one. It was it's like as if fucking Shanna Young just fucking covered up and she shot it. So I didn't have an issue with a stoppage one bit, right? But there was talk about it, and obviously Shanna Young sitting up going, like, What did you do? But Shanna Young gets elbowed in the, in the eye or in the head and I actually literally, like, people cover up, they put their hands behind, beside their head and just kind of turn, but she actually covered where she got punched, she was literally like holding her face as if something had broken in her face, um, I didn't have any issue with stoppage, I thought Stephanie Egger looked really, really good um, That looked really good uh, Fighting, by the way, not I didn't mean the other way um, I, I, to be honest, I thought that was a decent fight for the first, you know, seven minutes. I thought it was decent. Um, good finish by Edgar. Love a ground and pound. You've got to love when somebody mounts somebody and just smashes them for the top. It's great. I, I don't mind that kind of grappling, shall we say, that that act floats my boat. As long as you're trying to not fuck it or somebody, that's all that matters to me. Well, talking about knocking fuck it or somebody, obviously, Silver de Andrade knocking out Gitano Prell in midair. Right, I was going to say, like, it's tremendous, but. There is a wee bit of the fact that he's in mid, he's kind of flying at that point. It makes it well, a wee bit more spectacular. See if you watch it back. See when Dan Drad punches him. He's not in mid air. It looks like he is, but he's not actually. I think he goes to kick him. He's got one leg on the ground, but because Dan Drad hits him so fucking fast, fast, hard, it lifts his legs up. So he's not actually jumping, but it was some punch, man. Absolutely. It was a great left out, mate, honestly. Oh. Absolutely fuck it. On the button. It was literally as if it was a wee button on his chin and he just fucking pressed it and he's fucking Aye. out. Just folded, just like, boom, done. Job done. Um, yeah, brilliant. What about um, Jamie Malarkey's comeback against Devontae Smith? Fuck, man, I thought fucking Smith was fucking running away with that in the fucking first round. Honestly, I thought, fuck, he's running through Malarkey here. Fair play to Malarkey. Uh, great comeback. Because he get pumped in that first round. Malarkey's tough, mate. Like, tough. Devontae Smith gave him everything, and Malarkey didn't look... I mean, he, he looked a wee bit in danger, but see, longer that fight went on, that's what I thought was going to happen. I picked Devontae Smith because I thought Smith would smash him, but the longer the I fight thought. went on, the more and more I was like, oh, hold on, man. Malarkey might actually nick this, and hey, presto, man, punched nicked the fuck him. He did, mate. It was fucking brilliant. Um, we'll skip Casey. We'll come... Oh, no, Carol Rosa, Beth, Beth's career. I mean, a pretty, a pretty rubbish end to a decent career for Betch career. You know what I mean? Um, it's a bit... I don't like that. I don't mind people saying they're going to retire and leave and stuff like that, but I just... I don't know. You don't feed them to the wolves, if you ask me. Yeah, I know. It's a bit weird one, man, but... Um, she just... I think age just caught up there, aren't you? you know? It's just one of those, and... I don't know, she obviously had a fight and her, probably had a fight left in her contract, get her out there, get her, her money and get her out the fucking door, to be honest, and then that's her, gone. That's it, yeah. She gets pumped well doing it, so. Decent, decent career, man. She, she fought for the title, do you know what I mean? She fought uh, Rousey way back in the day, so she's had a good career, she's she's done well with it and fair play her off, off into the sunset and enjoy retirement or whatever she does next anyway. Yeah, I hope she does. Um, you want to skip Casey and come back to her? Do you want to do Casey and then Gord, uh, Jared Gordon? Well, Casey is probably my highlight, so we'll do Casey last. Right. Jared Gordon versus Joe Selecki. Probably, no, there's no problem about it. 100% my fight of the night. Absolutely tremendous 15 minutes. I am just so gutted that Joe Selecki failed. Uh, fa- like, failed? Uh, faded. Faded away. Um, because 
I think that fight was there for the taking. I don't think Jared Gordon was anywhere near as good as he has been. And I thought if Joe Selecki had put on a bit of pressure and I thought they could have won, because it was one each after two. So, and even then, the third round was so close, mate, like razor close. Um, aye, brilliant 15 minutes. It was a really good 15 minutes. Um, as you say, Selecki dominated the first, Gordon had the second, and the third, it was basically up for grabs, wasn't it? It was just a case of... Um, who's going to take it? Slecky, as you say, it was always just kind of tailed off towards the end, and kind of Gordon got the points decision in the end. Um, that's what I had anyway. I had Gordon winning it in the end anyway. So, um, aye, great fight, brilliant fight, two guys. To be honest, very similar levels. I think. Um, also, Slecky's still young, still young and coming, man. He's, he's Jared Gordon's a good, experienced guy. Like Gordon, shout out afterwards. Did you hear that? Paddy. A party, um, now nah, that'll be good fun. Fuck it, I'm up for that. So, um, aye, no, it was a good fun fight. I just say it was probably my fight of the night. I was, didn't, didn't give a fight of the night award actually out on Saturday, which is well, a bit of shame for the two boys because I thought maybe if anybody deserved it to be named to 100%, it would have been named to me 100%. But when you look at the four proper performance nights for the knockouts or for the finishes that they did get, then that's what the UFC likes, like the finishes, don't they? As we always said, so um, it entertains folk, isn't it, mate? People, you're, we haven't used this term in a while, man. But your casuals, they like seeing people getting knocked out. You know, when I enjoyed the fifteen minutes of Jared Gordon Joe Selecki, I can't deny it. And uh, but I mean, that's not saying I don't enjoy people getting knocked out. Of course I do, but it's definitely easier to sell to people if you're not watching twenty-five minutes of Santos versus Walker. You know what I mean? Yep, I'll pass out, man. What do you mean? Well, seeing as she was your highlight of the, the week, then the the night, I'll let you talk about her then. She will fight for a title at some point. Casey O'Neill will fight for a title. I'm not uh, saying that as next year, the year after, fuck, five years' time. But the girl has got everything to be a champion, to be honest, because she's got the attitude, she's got the mindset, she's got everything I think to be a champion to be a star to be honest I think that's the other thing mm. um, yeah uh, I'm not saying beating Antonia Shevchenko proves that that's not what I'm saying but it's probably the way she dissected her in the end and how she did it and she made her look fucking timid Shevchenko was pretty big actually she was fucking off. she's a big fucking flyweight she's fucking huge height wise and to do the takedown stuff. I, I, just, I, just, I just really enjoyed the, Maybe I just liked it too much. Maybe I'm just enjoying fucking watching Casey too much. Maybe that's all it was. Um, Enjoy watching Casey O'Neill. Obviously, she's Scottish, stroke Australian. Um, we've claimed her for her own, which is fine. Um, but I don't know, mate. I just... I feel as if that first round, see if that was a better caliber of fighter, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have went her way. She said that herself in an interview. She said, look, I was fucked first round. I was knackered. Like, she's first round, she's coming out saying, I'm fucking knackered. I can't even... She basically could have been asked first round. But then she's that's not... my point. I, I say, I'm sure the same thing happened against Lara Procopio. Her first round wasn't very good. She's maybe a slow starter, mate. Maybe that's just the way she is, but I'm just... Well, she's fought five, five fights in eight months. Yeah. She's fought five times in eight months. Made a flyweight debut in February this year. Made her, she fought in Abu Dhabi at UE Warriors in September. Oh, so that's last year, sorry. I thought she said she fought she said she'd fought five times this year. No, five times in a, like in what eighteen months it was because she's fought in February last year. Yeah, it was. I thought she said yeah. five times a year, right? My bad. Anyway, she said she was shattered. She said she was fucking yeah, knackered. She said she's herself. She's, she's, she's got a slow if that's the case. She's fought three times since February, which is quite a lot, so she needs to get a break. I don't know, mate. I'm just... I want to see her take a next step up. I just want to see her take her time. Do a Tom Aspinall. Don't... I mean, she's ranked now, which is great, after three fights, but take it slow, man. Let's let's not jump the gun, because if she jumps the gun and goes and fights somebody in that top six, top ten, you know, you're talking... No, 100%. Like, like, I would, 100%. I'd give, her, I'd give her a top 15. She's in the top show, so she's ranked 14th now. Macy Barber's, Macy Barber's the fight to make. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd I'd go Barber, Modafferi, Grasso, Sad Todd. Go as fucking slow as a week in the jail. She's twenty three. She's fucking a baby. Grasso's fighting Calderwood. Did you know that by the way? Yes, I remember that. Was that November sometime on top? I don't remember us announcing that. Anyway, that's just the same thing. Listen, I'm all in on Casey. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being negative. I just that first round scared me a wee bit because I'm thinking there's a lot of girls in that flyweight division that would rip her head off in that what? situation. 
I would use that. I, okay, I'll see that as a positive that first round because right. she came back after being fucked in the first round to win that with an easy decision, an easy win in the second round. I mean, watching her work is she's relentless. She's she's what I think a Scottish fighter would normally look like. I think we said this last time we watched her as well. Like, she is like a Scottish fighter. She's just a hundred mile an hour. No so emotion. Scottish football. It's anything Scottish. I just total focus. No emotion. Just fucking smashing it, and then, aye. Listen, I'm all in on it. I just think maybe we just need to just hopefully she reigns it like the UFC reigner in, and just take her time. And she's no rush. She's she's 23. If it takes her three years to win a belt. She'll still be one of the youngest champions in the UFC. Do you know what I mean? So take your time, and there's no point in rushing. Go and take six months off. Go and wait and fight next June, next July. Take some time off. Go and spend it with family. Whatever it is you want to do. And go and enjoy yourself because there's no need to rush things. She's had three fights in the UFC, smashed them all inside what eight months. Three fights in eight months is ridiculous for somebody making a debut. But fair player, I take as much time she can get if it's for April, May, June, as you say. Take whatever time she needs. Go and relax. Go and chill out and just enjoy fucking life for a wee bit, man. Um, so- she got a bonus on Saturday night as well, so she doesn't. She fucking can't exactly be struggling for cash now. So, um, go and enjoy life. Go take six months off. And let's be honest, when she goes back, there'll be a good size fight there for coming back to anyway. Whatever she wants, she'll get it. Yeah. Right. Anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Cool. Let's move on. Um, how much of Bellator did you see? Um, Paige and McCourt. Right. You want to talk about Lee McCourt? Not overly. It was pretty dominant, to be honest. Um, aye, it was pretty dominant. I seen it took the court into the fucking Bellator women's pound for pound rankings at number seven or something like. But then we look at the women's pound for pound rankings, and I'm like, I don't know about four of them at the top, and that's about. So, yeah. like, near face to lead, like, obviously, obviously, good luck to go forward and stuff like that within Bellator, but. Um, it's just, it's weird Bellator, man. It's a level Bellator's at, I suppose. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens going forward. Still trying to find his feet in some divisions, mate. You know what I mean? Some of his divisions are pretty good and some of their fighters would compete on a world stage, I've but just, some of them wouldn't. As a featherweight within Bellator, you just don't want her getting pushed too far and getting fed. Yeah. I too. The, the the destroying machine. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my concern for Lee, and I hope that doesn't happen because she's still young in her fighting career, and um, there's no need to push her. Let her take her time and win a few more fights and see how she goes. MVP versus Douglas Lima too. <sighs> Thank God it was only fifteen minutes. Uh Weirdly, I agreed with a wee bit with the MVP said at the end where it went like a turn strikers into wrestlers, right? And the respect that there was no way I think that Dugalima wanted to stand there and strike with MVP. No, nobody does because he's awkward. Nobody, exactly, right. So you kind of disagree with that statement they made. But Dugalima, Michael Page wasn't doing enough either to try and hit Dugalima. No. no. Because I think. It was just, it was, oh, it was so irritating. It was a really annoying fight to watch because you just wanted some cunt to go fucking do something. And it just was so annoying. You know what both fighters can do. We know the the quality of both fighters. And it just didn't happen. And for me, anyway, I thought Dougie Lima won the fight, for starters. So that's that's the first thing. I scored Dougie Lima. Um... I don't know, mate, that's just, this drove me up the wall because it was like, I don't know what MVP expected, like, MVP's got a four and a half reach in, uh, inch reach advantage, right? That's a fist. That's a whole fist of a difference from the guy's face. And he hardly struck him. He hardly touched him. And I think, I find it so frustrating. I cannot believe he nearly got beat with exactly the same move as well. Like, literally exactly the same move. Kick the leg, watch him fall, and then that uppercut missed him by fucking millimetres. I just, I don't know, mate, I'm so frustrated watching MVP. I think this was always my issue with MVP. It's always why I didn't particularly like him, because he was all this, he was all talk, he was talking, 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 full of power, full of, I, like, 
bravado and just being this big loud kind of like, oh look at me I'm the MVP and then never been able to back it up and that's kind of what I think see if that guy has size he's a wee bit too one dimensional um, he's always looking obviously for that incredible knockout ah, he's always a guy with his reach there's no reason why you can't literally point, punch your face off he should be ah. tapping you all the time seeing fights like that well, you're, you're, you're probably very unlikely to beat uh, to knock out Dougie Lima, right? You're very, very unlikely to do that. You'd have to be pretty special, I think. It'd have to be a special circumstance, right? So, if you're MVP, you've got a four-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. You're exceptionally good at striking. As you say, point it out, because Dougie Lima's not going to stand and strike you. He's going to try and take you down. If your takedown defence is decent, which, Mike, to be fair, MVP, his takedown defence was decent. Um, I just, I don't know, mate. It's so frustrating to watch. I actually found watching Dougie Lima so frustrating as well. I think if Dougal Lima's just maybe at the the end of his not his career, but just maybe towards the end of his his time, maybe he's just kind of slowing down a bit. But he's only thirty three. Do you know what I mean? It's just the whole thing was just bizarre from start to finish, mate. It was a bizarre fight for me. Lima won. Page didn't do enough. Lima didn't really do very much either. Neither guy, if either guy was to win on that performance, right? Neither of them were ever getting near Amazov. So it doesn't really matter who won, to be honest with you, because Amazov's going to melt the two of them. So, I don't know. I'm very disappointed, mate. I don't know what I was expecting, because I'm not a massive MVP fan. I'm not sitting here saying I've got an MVP t-shirt on. I was expecting him to win. But I just expected that. That's basically two of the best welterweights in the world, right? Outside of the UFC, anyway. They're two of the best welterweights in the world. And it was meh. It was, it was aye. That's that's the best way to describe it, mate. It was just so disappointing, man. It was, I expected so much more, and... I think we could have got so much more. As I say, I think Page should just a jab to fuck out of Lima, and they never done that. And he'd have made as much as he won the fight officially. He'd have made that decision a lot bloody easier if he just maybe jabbed him a few times in the face. And I felt like he was just not doing anything. Yeah. Too busy fucking dancing about for any fucking reason, looking for that opening for that spectacular shot. But surely when you're fighting a guy like Douglas Lima, who's fucking ridiculously high class, I'm not expecting Dougie Lima to make many mistakes. It's very rare that he'll make a mistake. So if you're looking for an opening, you're going to struggle to fucking find that opening. So you you've got to, to find other ways to fucking beat him. Go and make your own openings, mate. And your own openings just punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> Even if he just taps him up a few times, hits him with a body a shot a few times, he might drop his arms and that opens something up. Something See, this whole, uh, well, this, this whole fainting thing, right? understand why you do faints, right? Get it. But you see, we keep fainting. Doesn't it work? No, the guy will just stand there and look at you going, oh, clearly no fucking got it at me, so yes. fuck off. MVP holding his arms down beside his waist and fucking jumping back and forward on his, like, kind of shuffling. It's like, mate, what are you doing? Are you, are you making him think you're going to kick him in the face because you, you didn't? He? I don't know. It was so frustrating to watch, mate. It was, if that's honestly what Amazov's got to worry about, man, see if I was Amazov, I'd be sitting my feet up with a cup of tea like, I ain't bother, man. This is class, honestly. Well, it'll be interesting to see when the two of them fight because that's what's got to happen, isn't it? It'll be, it'll be good thing, to see MVP in his fucking back. The last thing I want is to see that again. MVP was talking about a trilogy. Fuck that. Not a chance. No. Please, no. Please. Yeah. I beg you. Bellator, no. Right. Fucking hell, man. Right, let's do a quick little bit of Cage Warriors. I say I didn't watch much of this, to be honest with you. Uh, first things first, gutted for... Um, uh, oh fucking hell oh my god uh, can't remember his name Aiden Stephen um, his fight fell through um, gutted for him I um, uh, gutted for him because I think he stayed he tried to get in weight as well in case there was any other pullouts and maybe he could have fucking jumped in didn't he for over the weekend I, well, he was ready he, was on, he said he was on standby so all good man all good um, but uh, I didn't see much of the first night I seen Dominic Wooden's finish of Nathan Fletcher it just looked like Nathan Fletcher had, had too much it took a while for him to get him down. He said, he said head kicked to punches and a couple of times Fletcher, Fletcher was rocked for about 30 seconds. It seemed to take Wooding a bit of time, but um, again, a good finish. I was I was surprised at that, if I'm honest with you. I had Nathan Fletcher winning that. Um, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought Fletcher would have come through in the end and won that to myself. Um, I never seen any cage well, there's another chance. I was away at the weekend, so I never, I never seen a chance to catch any of it, but um, I was surprised when I seen Fletcher uh, did he pick up that title, to be honest. There was one one decision of seven fights on that first card. I think I'm going to go back and watch this because I'm going to have missed all of this. A Bravo choke. What's a Bravo choke? Pass. We need to go and watch it. 
things like Choke Crawford. Oh man, fuck's sake, four chokes out of seven fights. Honestly, mate, it's like this this was my heaven. I think I don't know how I missed it. They were just trying, I don't need to go back and watch it. Um, the second night, um, headlined by possibly one of the best ever. Well, I'm not calling it a championship fight because I just kind of do that. One of the best main event fights on Cage Warriors. Um, this was unreal. It was so good. Like, I can't... Honestly, like, if you just haven't... If you're listening to me right now and you haven't watched any of this, go and watch that 25 minutes because... In fact, do you know who should go and watch this? I'm going to tag it to him. Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker should go and watch that. Because that's a <laughs> that's 25... That's how you fight, boys. That's a 25-minute fight, man. Absolutely superb. It was just... It was two guys on, on a very, very similar level. Just absolutely magnificent, mate. It was a great MMA fight. Superb. Back and forward all the time. Paul Hughes is legit, by the way. Um, yeah, he's a very, very good fighter. To beat uh, Morgan Shari is one of the fighters. If you're beating them, man, you're fucking good. You've got to be good to beat Morgan Shari. He always seems to get beaten by the fucking class fighters, Morgan Shari. It's because he's class himself. Do you know what I mean? That's thing. I cannot wait. I cannot tell you how excited I am for Paul Hughes versus uh, Vucenic. I cannot tell you, man. That's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, I didn't see anything else on this card at all. But again, look at that. Punches, elbows, decision, knee... I poke in another ground so two decisions on that card I mean it's just it's absolutely nuts um, need to go back and watch some of that as well and then on the last night obviously we had Scott Malone disappointed for Scott um, to be fair I think I had Hazan winning if I'm honest with you but you know, um, I didn't well, I didn't see much else although the, two, the Hardwick and the Figlack brothers both won yeah it's still on by the way yeah I know yeah, you need one of them. You need a couple of them to step up. Um, there's a couple of things I did see on this. I seen Mateus's Figlax finish of Joachim Tollefson. Uh, smashed him. Um, Steve Amable was a weird one. Um, it said flying guillotine, but when I watched it, I didn't see any flying about it. Walter Cogliandro was against the cage on his arse. So, and then um, Amable pulled him up and guillotined him, so it was a bit strange. Um, mm, weird. Who knows why they called it that? Used to be key, a good comeback one there. Yeah, um, that was a good fight. I mean, that was a good fight for as long as for the thirteen minutes. It was a class fight. Um, I like saying man Tikibi um, is a bit <laughs> le- legit as well. Um, I was gutted for Luke Shanks, but that was a good guillotine as well. That was that was again. That was another good thirteen minutes of fighting. Um, I'm actually delighted for Sam Creasy. He's one of these guys. Obviously, he's fucking. He's fought for the title a couple of times before and never ever won it and finally Finally gets there. Finally gets there and wins we've, his fucking we've just, belt, man. We've just loved Nathan, uh, Sam Creasy because of the Nathan Grayson shite. So um it's just been one of the things, but um yeah. Listen, go back. I'm gonna go back and watch him at some point, maybe this week, maybe over the weekend. Or oh, maybe not the weekend. Fuck a busy weekend, man. Jesus. Um but um yeah. Uh, if you get a chance, I would go and watch it. Some of it, at least, pick some fights out and go and watch them. Listen, honestly, I think I want to watch it all, which is brutal because there's so much. There's 21 fights. Well, that's the one with Cage Warriors doing an astrology shite. It's, it's so not shite. shite. It's just too much. It's too much to catch up on. If you want to watch it on the nights, brilliant. But try to watch that three nights in a row is a lot of hard work. Two nights would be fine. Friday, Saturday, you can maybe get away Thursday, Friday. That's what I'm saying. Even watching it live is hard, mate. Like catching up is hard, but watching it live is hard because you've got to sacrifice three nights of your life to watch it. Now, I get it. Obviously, these guys will do it. There's, there's plenty of people out there who have watched all of Bellator, all of Cage Warriors, all of UFC, all of it's, LFA, it's, whatever. It's more the wife's fact of sacrificing three nights of their life. That's the fucking problem we've got. Yeah, that is the problem. Right, let's move on because we're well ahead of schedule, right? So we're looking ahead now to the weekend. Um, there's no Beltor, no One Championship, no Cage Warriors, uh, UFC, Dern versus Rodriguez, UFC Fight Night 194, UFC Vegas 39, and USV, UFC on ESPN Plus 52, headlined by the Strawweight, I don't know, it's not a title eliminator, but Strawweight contender match between Mackenzie Dern and Marina, Rod- Marina Rodriguez. I don't think... No, that's going to be a lie because I've been buzzing to watch JJ and all that. I'm probably this is one of the most excited I've been for a non-women's title fight. How's that? 
Yeah, I have a disagree with that. I guess it's an absolute fucking sensational fight, to be honest. I don't have a clue how it's going to go. I couldn't pick a wire. I couldn't say that... When you know, Rodriguez is going to knock out, fuck out of Dern, or Dern's definitely going to go and chalk out Rodriguez. Like, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, like, yes, this is what's going to happen. It's an absolutely fucking sensational fight, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's tasty, mate. It's just a tremendously look, good looking fight. Um, love Mackenzie Dern. Um, I think Mackenzie Dern has improved so much from when she first debuted. I remember when she debuted, and you're just thinking, wow, like, she didn't look great, split decision over Ashley Yoda and all that. It was just one of the ones, but she's just, she's been brilliant since, like, absolutely superb. Decision wins. I mean, she's not knocked anybody out, but unless it's not her style, so. No, um, she, she wants to, as Big Paul Craig says, fucking. Snap tap her. No. Crack? No. Break? Break. Why have I forgotten that? That's bad. As soon as I was meant to say it, I went, oh, fuck, it's what it made. Nap? Was it nap? Nap, no. snap, tap or nap. That's something I... Don't know if that was it. I need to check that. Something like that. I've read about that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing, man. Because Marina Rodriguez is a legit prospect as well. Do you know what I mean? She's not exactly... Um, like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying it's a backward step for... Well, it's not a backward step for either fighter, but I would have thought Marina Rodriguez, after beating Watson, may have been looking further ahead and looking for maybe a JJ. That's the level she was looking at. And obviously even... Mackenzie Derman's probably looking further up the rankings. Obviously, there's only basically Zhao Nan and Esparza and JJ ahead of him. But... but then that was her debut at Flyweight, remember? So she's obviously... She was a straw before. Sorry. So she's going back down to straw here, isn't she? They had that fight at Flyweight because Watson will come in late or something like that. It was something like that. Well, one of them came in late or something. But listen, as what it is, I really wasn't to see this fight. I cannot wait for it. Um... I just I've been buzzing for this since it got announced, and I'm I'm actually glad it's a headline as well. It's a headline fight worthy of a card for me. It's um we talk about fights not being worthy to headline cards. We've had that a couple of times. Like who was on another week there? Uh, Smith Span. I mean, it wasn't exactly filling me full of you know. No, for for a headliner, you're looking for two people who are in the top five rankings. Let's be honest, that's what you want as a headliner. You're looking for two top five contenders to headline a card. That's what you really want, man. So this is probably perfect for that. There's actually another a very another very good women's MMA fight on this card. Sabina Matsu versus Maria Agapova. That's fucking tremendous as well. That's a sensational um, fight, mate. And that's absolutely brilliant. Can't wait to watch that because um, I think that'll be an absolute beauty as well. To be honest, the rest of this is a wee bit kind of I don't know. Things on it that are decent. Um, Big Alexander. What? Big Alexander Romanov's on it. It's always yeah. fun to watch. Oh, is he the polar bear? No, he's King Kong. I can never remember them. One's called the polar bear. Is Spivak this is the polar bear? Yeah, I think it is. Um, oh, I think Phil Hoss versus Deron One could be a bit of fun. I think even Tim Elliott versus Matthias Nikolai could be a bit of fun. I just, I kind of get past Deron One, the fact he's five foot six and weighs 185 pounds. <laughs> um, did you see Gutierrez Calares? I, well, I never said that, but I did see that as well. I was going to mention that. It's a really good fight as well. Um, so some decent cute. stuff on it, man. Um, Decent matchmaking, mate. It's now not going to set the the header alight, but it's certainly it's quite a small card on eleven fights as well on it. So um, it should be decent, mate. Randy Brown, Jaren Goodman, a decent fight as well. Anyway, as well, there's there's decent things on it. There's nothing spectacular, but there's definitely some decent stuff on it. Cool, buzzing. Always buzzing for UFC on a Saturday night. It's not a bad poster, by the way, actually, as well. It's a good poster, mate. It's a very good poster. I like the fact it's got a wee shot of him, like. Kidding on their fighting underneath it, I quite like that. It's quite good. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, I like that as well. Yeah, I'm buzzing, man. This should be really good. I was going to say who's your picks, but I know we normally do that on a Saturday afternoon. But I mean, I'd. Dern, Brown, Nicolau. I don't know. <laughs> Probably changed my mind before the weekend. It's a, I, there's a lot of coin tossing, I think, going to be happening with um, this card. Yeah. Um, because Dern Rodriguez just who do you fancy who'd fucking choose you who do you think will win that's no uh... yeah I know I mean there's no fucking outstanding candidate there to actually go fuck either one so that'll be interesting will be right hit me with it your fight announcement of the week and your news please Mr Man fight announcement of the week it's not exactly I think we there was what talk of it previously, Peter Yan versus Corey Sanhagen. I think it's got to be it. Um, for interim dinner weight 
interim ba- ba- fucking hell interim bantamweight title well actually I think today's fight announcement was better but hey ho what one was that Oliveira versus Pori oh, I've never seen that one I must mm-hmm. have missed that I've online all day I'm surprised because I'm that's that's been pretty much the news over the last day or so. Um, it's basically them two fighting at the last is it two six no two six eight no no I uh, December two six, two, six nine. Well, I must have I thought that might have happened to be honest. Um, I'm that's fucking that that's that I, I I've honestly not been online all day really today, so I didn't actually see that one. Um, but I that would be. Oh, but don't get me wrong, like, two of them are actually tremendous fights, to be honest. I think for me, Jan Sanhagen probably should be just be a fucking title fight and fuck Stellan off, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, well, you know my opinions on uh, Sterling. I would, I would strip him, but hey, listen, it's not up to me. But I, it should be a fucking crank fight, that I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, you broke the news of Pori Oliveira, which is fucking finally the right thing to happen. A yep. fight with the fight we've been fucking waiting for, I think, let's be honest. That's the that's been the fight to probably make since fucking Khabib fucked off, I think. Mm, it definitely is. It should have been. But listen, they've went along the long way around about it, which is fine. It's their prerogative to do that. And Poirier obviously was all right with it because he never really seemed to moan at all about it. So yeah, that is what it is, mate. If he's happy enough, then fine. You know what I mean? Um some more f- basically as fight announcements. There's not actually a lot of any news. Um Lorraine Murphy replaces Tristan Connolly to fight Maquan Amakani, which I thought was a fucking beauty. Maquan Amakani? Aye. UFC 267. I thought that was a belter, Murphy versus Amakani. That's a classic. I like that one, man. Um, what about Karma Worthy versus Jai Herbert? Yeah, I just seen that myself. I was, I was waiting to last because that is literally fucking breaking news about fucking 10 minutes ago. I'm not. So, I like to get involved now. Okay. Um, I scared off the Jai Herbert. That's UFC Vegas forty one. When's that? Twenty third. Yeah. Twenty third October. So that's not a couple of weeks down the line. So uh, no, that should be a good fight as well. Should be good fun. Uh, what else have we got? We booked Caitlin Vieira versus Misha Tate for UFC Vegas forty three, which is at one October against the exact same fucking card, isn't it? Actually, that just reminded me of some Misha Tate. Have you heard some of, some of her comments this week? Regarding John Jones? I am regarding Aspen Lad. I never Lad. read them. I'd, I'd seen headlines, but I never actually read them. Because we never talked about Aspen Lad. And we probably should have. Um, yeah, She had some very interesting comments about them both, man. Like, like fucking, like John Jones, like, just stopped being a dick, basically. And then Aspen Lad... Like, stop blaming that. We all have to do that. We all have to go through that and stuff. And she, she said, she basically said to Aspen Lad, you basically cheated. I don't know what she meant. I presume she meant because she held on to the curtain to try and make the weight. But, um, yeah, I can't see Aspen Lad as a featherweight, by the way. No, she's too small height-wise, I would say. Yeah, so there's maybe something else going on. Anyway, sorry, sorry to interrupt your news there, my man. No, it's all right. We probably should have spoke about that. Um, what else have we got? Odelfo Vieira versus Wellington Tumman for UFC 270. I think it'll be decent as well. That'll be good. Pedro uh, Munoz versus Dominic Cruz in the works for 269. That'll be good too. That'll be a good fight, man. Pedro Munoz hits hard. It will be a good fight, man. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Weird one. Not a weird one, I suppose. Cops was versus Darren Elkins. I think I said to you before we started that I'm not saying it's a step down for Cub Swanson, but I think it's a step down in name probably more for Cub Swanson than anything else. Yeah, but it's uh, it's some fight. Oh, it's a tremendous fight, mate. It's How the fuck does Cub Swanson knock out Darren Elkins? Because that's basically what's going to try and happen. Because how the fuck do you knock out the damage? I'll, ha- I'll be first round. Swanson will come out, try and knock Elkins out. He'll tire himself out inside fucking five, six, seven minutes. And then all of a sudden, fucking in the last two rounds, fucking Elkins will come out and talk and win the fight. Just like what Elkins did last time. Yeah, that just seems to be what Elkins does at this moment in time in his career. So, yeah. Um, Rodrigo Rogerio Bontarin returns after a reduced suspension against Brandon Royval. Yeah. January fifteenth. That's a fucking class fight. I know. I don't know about regarding the reduced suspension, but um, it was a tainted supplement, I think. So I think that's why they've reduced it. 
Yeah, it was because it was a tainted tournament. Um, but it'll be a good, good fight, man. I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know, I'll be a cracking fight, to be honest. Um, so that should be good. Uh, what else have we got? Sean O'Malley versus Ryan Pavia. Move on. Really? Come on, to fuck, man. Think this guy just fucking... does. Think this guy just fights because he enjoys it. He's not really interested in a belt or anything like. Because he just, I don't know. He just seems to just fight people who he shouldn't be fighting. He should be looking above him. So man, he should be wanting to fight somebody ranked, and he's just not. I think his point maybe is the fact that he wants more money to fight ranked fighters. He's maybe signed a five fight contract when he was unranked himself, and still maybe coming through. And he's maybe not getting the door to go and why should why take the chance against a top fifteen fighter who's more likely to finish you than Fuck that, because Raul and Piva is ranked. He's ranked fifteenth. Fuck that, can it aye, did he did he know when his last fight but dodgily but and that's maybe why he got ranked, I can't remember. Don't know something about his last fight. Either way, O'Malley versus Piva isn't exactly the fight you're expecting to hear. You know what I mean? You no. expect they maybe hear him fighting somebody like a Sunshine or Cody Stamen or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But listen, I'd love to see Sean O'Malley's name on that 15 featherweights. I would love to see it. So let's see what happens. Yeah, that's all we could do. Uh, what else have we got? Well, I'll get that one at the end. Um, what else? So I've put Kevin Hall and Kyle Dawkins, that's fine. I think that's actually that. Are you? Um, apart from Montella, Montella de la Rosa is a fight against Macy Barber, which is disappointing because actually that's a very decent fight. Um, we'll just quickly run through the official card for UFC 267 because <laughs> it's been officially whole thing. Boom, start to finish. Let's run through it. Let's get really excited for this. Let's be honest. For the American, for the American audience, a free pay per view, basically what this is. Blavich versus Teixeira, Jan Sanhagen, Makachev versus Hooker. Fair play to Dan Hooker for taking that fight, by the way. Fucking sensational. Volkov versus Tybura, Zhingliang versus Chimaev, Ankaev versus Uzdemir. Mate, that fucking main card is fucking fire. That is unbelievable. Is that going to be a pay per view for us? No. It's free for us as well. well. There's no McGregor on it. There's no Khabib on it. I think that's the only way they would make it a pay-per-view. Is, there, um, is that going to be our time? Yes. 2pm Eastern, the main card starts. Oh, when is that? 30th. Well, I feel, a, I feel a wee night in somebody's house watching that. Yeah, I think that might have to happen. We'll maybe, maybe have to um, sort that right out, I think. Absolutely fucking lovely, by the way. But even the prelims, man, the real appearance, Ananda Rebes versus Jandaroba, I think, decent as well. Ramos Tagugov, decent. Um, as I said, Amakani versus Laurel Murphy is really decent. Gamzatov versus Olechikik is decent as well. Amadovsky's on this card. Mustaya versus Magulov, decent as well, man. There's some good fucking fights on this fucking prelims as well. Is the main card is fucking sensational. So Is Zaleski on there? Zaleski? Aye. No. Aye, okay. Aye. Uh, Just looked like he was. Unless he's... But that's the official fucking thing I've seen now, so... The official fight card, no, there's less. He's not on it. Aye, okay, fair enough. He's on the Wikipedia page, that's all, so... Maybe been taken off it recently, maybe something's happened, I don't know. But he's definitely not on the card as far as I can see. Yeah, maybe he's been taken off it, yeah. Not see that, blah blah blah. Hmm. No, definitely not. But aye, that card is absolutely fire. I'm absolutely buzzing for the end of the month to sit and watch that, especially at a fucking good time. And Carla versus Uzdemir at fucking 7 pm on British television. Pff, bring that fucking on. It says that Leski is scheduled to face promotional newcomer Benoit Saint Denis on October 30th at UFC 267, but he's not on the fight thing, so fuck knows, mate. Pass, man. It must have been pulled or something like that. It must have been pulled for some reason. It must have been. Anyway, right, cool. Buzzing for 267, man. We'll need to plan a night in yours then, definitely. Get something sorted, my man. We'll get something sorted. That you? Yep. Right, cheers, as always, for listening, guys. We do appreciate it. Um, as always, lo- 
love it when you listen and you kind of big our numbers up. Um, one last thing before we finish. If any of you are going to the Bisping thing um, this week in Glasgow, I think he's actually doing a show in Norway, I think I've seen somewhere as well, or uh, anywhere in the UK, Bisping's doing this um, kind of sit down with him and um, let us know what you think. Um, no spoilers, we're going on Sunday night, so if you're going to the Glasgow one, come say hi. Only kidding on, will not be noticeable. That's what I say, nobody knows, nobody knows what we actually look like, so how are we going to do that? Looked at me as if I've got four heads, man. Nah, enjoy it if you're going. I say if, you, if anybody does listen who goes, let us know how it is before Sunday. Um, and then I enjoy it. And listen, thanks for listening, as I said before. Hit us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Inside Cage MMA, when they work, because apparently they don't work all the time. Um, and yeah, uh, have a good week, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.